0: First, I wanted to talk about this, uh, the Bank of Canada, the speech given. So the Bank of Canada, I'm actually gonna read some of a uh, CBC news story and I'm gonna interject with a little bit of my own commentary. So the headline was the Bank of Canada warns buyers of early signs of overheating in a housing market. Really? That's the headline? There's early signs of a potential overheating in the housing market. Uh-huh. Man, I think this housing market is like long past potentially overheating. It's it's overcooked. So this is an article written by Don Pittis of CBC. And it goes on to say, Canada's top central banker said Tuesday that the economy would continue to need monetary stimulus, likely until 2023, even though there are already signs that this economic stimulus could be distorting the residential real estate market. Despite early signs of overheating in Canada's housing market, Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklin so far has no plans to raise interest rates until the economy and employment are back on track following the slump caused by COVID-19. Some observers have expressed worries that the Canadian housing market is rising at an unsustainable pace. All right, this is where I'm gonna interject with a bit of my own commentary here. Um, Yeah, so the Vancouver housing market, uh, one that I'm intimately familiar with, rose by 39% in a single year. That year was 1989. That was a little while ago. So we've been detached from reality here in Vancouver for decades, pretty much for my entire life. And the Bank of Canada, when they move the money supply up or down and they increase or decrease the money supply, which is what they actually do, that the byproduct of that is the prime lending rate moves up or down. Uh, what are they doing that to control? Well, they're not doing it to control the real estate market. They're doing that to control the overall economy of which real estate is it's a small piece. Rock bottom interest rates have done what for borrowers? Like we actually know, but journalists don't, the public doesn't seem to know. Well, because I guess you know journalists aren't getting that message out there. We know that rock bottom interest rates have really done nothing fundamentally. The posted rate has hardly, hardly budged at all since the stress test was implemented and that's what you know the stress test is tied to it's tied to the posted rate can Canadians actually as of today what are we at February 24th 2021 qualify for about 2% more mortgage money than they did pre-pandemic than they did 2 years ago so foreign buyers basically eliminated from the market so what's driving it well Actual demand, demand for something of which there is little supply, demand for dwellings with more rooms, room for a home office, room for a second home office, room for a Zoom room, a room to push the kids into, more rooms, the reality of a world changing that may not change back anytime soon. So no, the low rates are not the culprit of homes selling for 10%, 20%, or 30% over ask. 10%, 20%, 30%, 40% more than they were just a year ago in many markets. And the low rates will not be taken away from us anytime soon, not by the Fed to cool the real estate market. That would be a little bit like the Fed using a flamethrower to kill a carpenter ant crawling up the wall of our home. So, yeah, it'll fix that ant for sure, but you know, it's going to basically burn the house to the ground. So burning the house to the ground today to avoid potential problems tomorrow, i.e., you know, carpenter ants aren't great for a wooden wood frame house. But there are problems that may never come. And that's just not a wise move. So, like I say, the Fed moving interest rates around is a great big hammer. And it affects the entire economy, it affects things far, far more significant than the real estate market. So the Fed is not going to increase interest rates to try and cool the housing market, because think about it, even if the Fed pushed rates up a quarter, a half, three quarters at 1%, one and a quarter percent, five quarter point interest rate hikes, Canadians would still qualify for the exact same amount of mortgage money that they qualify for today. And what do you think Canadians' reactions would be in the face of five quarter point hikes frenzy to get into the market before it runs away on the before interest rates run away and they get locked out of the market it would get even crazier so an increase to in interest rates is not going to cool the market not the kind of increase that they can implement the increase would have to be more in the magnitude of three and a half to five to seven percent like you'd need interest rates to go to absolutely nosebleed levels which would by extension utterly decimate the rest of the economy in order to slow the housing market so the fed cannot reduce real estate prices with interest rates they can't do it it's not a thing that's actually going to happen Going back to the story, more than a million Canadians are still under or or unemployed as a result of COVID-19. But the crisis has also allowed others who are easily able to work from home to save more money than ever. The low-wage jobs were hit the hardest. Not only did tech-related employment, though, not fall as far, but in fact, demand for tech workers had bounced back to levels higher than pre-pandemic. And Tiff went on to say that employers must help create their own workforce in an economy that is increasingly digital and automated. And this is what I thought was really interesting. And I highlighted this quote. Technology is no longer a sector, Macklem said, it's every sector. And that is that is some truth right there. That is a huge acceleration of something that we already had seen happening. But he went on to say that the rebuilding of the workforce and the economy in that new form will be a process of months and years. Well, I'd say more like years and decades. And he reiterated that there is little fear of inflation and thus rate hikes because there remains plenty of slack in the economy. And again, that slack he's referencing, that's where our low rate guarantee comes from. And then this is where the journalists in the story really detached from the facts of life. The story goes on to say, but just as low rates have led to increased borrowing by businesses that has helped spur expansion and share prices, low rates have made it easier for prospective homeowners to bid up the prices of houses. And, false, low rates have not made it any easier, fundamentally, for prospective homeowners to bid up prices of houses. It, it hasn't worked that way since January 1st of 2018. The real thing that kind of got me going on this story the author then links to a story from February 2020 titled February 2020, titled Ottawa unveils new mortgage trust test rules that will make it easier to pass. Well, yeah, they unveiled new proposed rules that were going to be implemented April 1st, I think it was like April Fool's Day of 2020, but then in between the announcement and the date, a pandemic broke out and the Fed not only pulled back CMHC came out and made it even more difficult to qualify for a mortgage through CMHC. Thank goodness the other two insurers. Sajin, I said it correctly. Sajun and Canada Guarantee did not follow CMHC's lead into making it even more brutally challenging for first time home buyers to enter the market. But again, like here's the problem we have. Journalists writing about the residential real estate market, who don't even realize that stories they wrote a year ago didn't come to pass, that the policies didn't actually get enacted. They, They don't know what they're actually talking about. So again, low rates have not made it any easier for prospective homeowners to bid up the price of houses. They haven't, we have a stress test. So anyway, kind of interesting. Ottawa suspended its easing as I saved the stress test and has continued to leave thousands of Canadian families locked out of the housing market paying rent and missing out on market appreciation. And more importantly, missing out on basically ever owning a home in their natural lives. The real math, a 60,000 per year household income with a $20,000 down payment used to up until December 31st of 2017 qualify that family for our individual for a $400,000 purchase. So if you had 60,000 in income, you had a $20,000 down payment, you could buy a $400,000 property more or less. Today, basically as of January 1st, 2018, when the stress test came in all the way through up until today, Feb 24th, 2021, that same household with $60,000 of income and a $20,000 down payment only qualifies for a $300,000 property. And $300,000 properties became $400,000 properties over the past two years. There's virtually nothing left in major urban centers in Canada to purchase for under $400,000, especially if we're talking about a family, especially if we're talking about two or three or four people. Forget about it. And is it speculation driving this market? No. No, people love to go on about that. Again, go all the way back to 1989 in Vancouver when home prices went up 39. Oh, it's speculators. It's a bubble. Yeah, right. Thank goodness everybody sold their homes back in 89 and got out of the market, right? I mean, average home price in Vancouver was like 270,000. Thank goodness you got out of that market because that was a bubble for sure. It's not speculation. It's not foreign buyers. It's not a bubble. It's under supply and ever increasing demand, that is what it is. It's really that simple, it's the same story. And that story is now being exacerbated by fundamental and likely very long lasting change. And I'll admit it, I'll admit it last summer when the exodus from the cities began and we're reading about this in the newspapers, I thought people were kind of jumping the gun you know, more and more, those people actually look visionary. And maybe I'm getting just too old and slow to adapt. I don't know, something I need to consider. But the one thing I do know, and I know it very well, there is no bubble. That's not what's actually happening. There's just one bad government policy after another. And all levels of government are to blame. Municipal, provincial, federal, and all parties are to blame. Because this mess has been going on for decades it's gone on through every stripe of political party ruling every municipal provincial federal level of government so changing parties it's not going to fix anything it's not going to fix anything the only thing that's going to fix this is a change of mindset and that's a real challenge and that frankly goes all the way down right to the grassroots level of the people that show up at municipal meetings and argue against redevelopment of these six single family home sites into a townhouse development or a condominium development because it's gonna block their son or block their view or increase traffic, et cetera, all this nonsense. So it comes right down to the individual level, but that's the markets, that's the state of where interest rates are at, they're not moving, the state of where prices are at, they're gonna keep moving uh, and and really the root of the problem as I see it. so. There's my thought for the day on the market, rates, et cetera.